So if you can hear this, listen to my side of what happened. His eyes flicked back and forth as if he couldn't understand the letters. They really do import odd things, those apothecaries. I did not buy the arsenic that they suggested. There are messages everywhere. Why are you here? Get out! Did you need something? Who are you talking to? Where did she go? We all know the trouble of summoning. Hey, are you okay? Just hold still. Put it down. Put it down now. Not us, you idiot. Stop. Just... That shadow, whatever it may be, won't stop with just us. <laughs> Your people's experiments and rituals will have a consequence after all. I remember exactly what the night sky looked like. We're somewhere else entirely. What do you mean? We're lost? You wanted us to come here. I don't know where here is. Pay attention. Keep your mind here. Do you hear anything right now that could tell us about the serpent? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe you can't comprehend it right now. There are no cracks in the perfect circle. That you cannot sacrifice all, yet still expect the totality of your desires in return. The Moon Crown is a horror podcast by me, M. Mulder. Kill FM4 will be featuring a new segment for the show this October. You can find more information about the show on themooncrown.com. Hello there, and welcome to Camp Haven Side. As you may have read from the podcast description, this show is a seasonal anthology horror podcast, meaning that every season is its own separate and unrelated story, and you can start with any season when listening to it. If you are a fan of hemophobia and you would like the show to continue to exist, please support the Patreon at any tier from 3 to 7 to $15 a month. In return, you'll receive early access to new episodes, a mini-episode made based off of you and your fears, and even access to virtual live shows wherein I perform material from Hemophobia streamed for all to view. Also included is access to the patron-only Discord server where you can chat with myself, chat with other fans, and also have access to regular live streams as well. Join the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash cswhorror, no dots, no dashes, and the link for it is down in the description as well. If you are a fan of Hemophobia and other podcasts as well, you can always support the show by subscribing to Apollo Plus. Apollo is an audio fiction-only podcatcher app with the best interface I have seen in any podcatcher app, and by subscribing to their paid service Apollo Plus for just $10 a month, you'll receive a variety of content such as early access to episodes, ad-free listening, and bonus episodes as well, from shows like the SCP Archives, 13, and Mayfair Watchers Society. From Hemophobia, you will receive early access to new episodes, as well as ad-free listening, and other perks along the way. You can access Apollo Plus by downloading the Apollo Podcasts app, or by going to www.apollopods.com. The link is in the episode notes as well. And of course, if you enjoy Hemophobia, go ahead and pause the episode now and leave a five-star rating and review on whatever podcatcher that you listen to. It really does help. Now presenting, Camp Haven Side. As always, Hemophobia is a horror podcast and thus contains very graphic content. All content warnings can be found in the episode notes down below. The role of Sam and the Blood are played by CSW. The role of Grace is played by Kayla Temshiv. The role of Shane is played by Mason Amadeus. The role of Molly is played by Brooke Jeanette. The role of Judith is played by Annika Hansen. The role of Timothy is played by Brad Colebrook. The role of Thatcher is played by James Oliva. The role of Calvin Sanders is played by Jordan Reed. The role of Dennis Reeves is played by Ian Eberson. The role of Heather is played by Tal Manier. The role of Malcolm Gray is played by Graham Rowett. Ensemble is played by Dustin Parsons, Caroline Minx, Tucker, and Haberlin Roberts. The choir is made up of Brooke Jeanette, Mason Amadeus, Haberlin Roberts, Caleb Ritchie, Atticus White, and Noel Woolery. Additional vocals contributed by Annika Hansen. All writing and sound design by CSW. Enjoy Wednesday Part 2, and look out for Wednesday Part 3. Coming Wednesday, January 31st. Pool time's over. 
Boys, turn now. Go ahead and dry off. Molly stepped out of the water. She felt it trickle down her body, drip from the fabric of her bikini. It was cold. Molly stepped away from the pool, turned around. She blinked, readjusted her eyes. She saw all the girls walk to the towel racks, drying off their bodies, stretching t-shirts back onto themselves. Once each girl got on the shirt, they were able to walk back across camp. Next to them, Molly saw Heather standing, looking directly at her. Molly went to the towel racks, dried herself off as much as she could. The water was still on her, was still cold. She lifted her shirt from where she had left it, put her head through the collar. She pulled the fabric down over her bikini, or attempted to. Where the water was on her, the shirt stuck and clung, awkwardly stiff against her body. The fabric was rough against her. It felt like hands squeezing her into a shape. She stopped pulling. She blinked. Eyelids fluttering. She looked up. Looked at the other girls. She searched for what had changed but could not find it. Something had, though. Something had changed. Molly looked down at her hands, still holding the shirt. They didn't look like her hands anymore, although she didn't know whose they were. She watched them release the cloth, spread away from her body, and turn their palms upwards. It felt like a demonstration, but she didn't know what of. When she looked up again, everything was blurry. Nothing looked like it was supposed to anymore. And the water was still so cold on her body colder than usual, colder than she thought possible. Her shirt was still only half on. She turned around and looked at Heather, whose face was lost in a glittering cloud. Much like everything else was.
Molly was not wearing the shirt. Molly was not wearing a shirt, or shorts, or a towel. Molly felt dirt beneath her feet. She opened her eyes. She was looking at the abandoned cabin. Its door was ajar. Molly blinked. She turned, looked around her. Beside her, the lake trickled quietly. The sun was just beginning to descend. She did not know how she had gotten there. Molly turned back around and there were people stepping out of the cabin. She gasped, went back a little, then steadied herself. It was two boys peeking out timidly from the darkness of the cabin. They looked at her with something strange in their eyes. Are you ready? Molly looked at the one that had spoken. Ready? For what? Neither one replied. They looked down at the ground, cheeks reddening. They shuffled from foot to foot. Molly looked down at her body. She was wearing just a bikini, skin still wet. But it didn't seem to be as cold anymore. She looked back up, and once again everything was shimmering. She felt her hands raise, felt her fingers fumble at the straps of her top. The boys looked at her again, came closer, or she came closer to them, closer to the darkness of that cabin. Sam's fingers formed a steeple, pressed against his lips. The sun was setting. Wind rustled quietly through the trees. The red paint of the picnic table where he sat was peeling. Beside him, campers walked to the dining hall. I texted him the other night. Then Thatcher just spiked it right over me. It doesn't matter. We're all going to be so burnt by the end of this week. There were voices. There were so many voices. Campers talked. Counselors talked. Preachers talked. Hymns talked. The Bible talked. The campers walked past him. He saw Grace among them, glancing at him, 
glancing swiftly away. God didn't talk. Sam looked at his phone. 7.32. Dinner was likely already served, with evening worship to follow. Hymns, a sermon. The word of God. Calvin's voice, Dennis's voice, repeating verses and lessons and quotes on behalf of God, but what of him? What of the voice that was yet to be raised? The image everyone seemed to want to speak on behalf of, but that never spoke for itself. What of that face, looking down from steeples and paintings and statues, from the covers of books and imaginary conceptions? What of the one who loved, who so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, who loved Sam enough to die for him but never enough to talk? What of him? All right. Sam closed his eyes. He stood up from the table, lifted his head up straight. He opened his eyes. Let's hear you talk. Night was falling. The water of the pond became still, dark. There were no ripples on its surface. In the darkness, the sickly green shades of its water were not visible. blended into the night, where no one could see it. No matter how hard they looked. The grass grew crisper, firmer. In the death of sunlight, a faint chill became manifest, and blades of grass were sharper. was not felt by the campers. It never was. They never seemed to notice it as they wandered between branches and leaves, as if the forest were their own garden to tend. But it had never belonged to them. Walked the night with 
footsteps. Walked among its camp. In search of someone. As the colors of the forest changed, the warmth of sunlight withdrew from Camp Havenside. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Wonderful. Let's be seated. Now, as you know, we've covered quite a few wheels thus far, right? We've talked about what will even means to begin with. We've Sunday. talked about the will of the world, the Monday. will of the church. Tuesday before. But it cannot be denied that there is one will that we them. have not touched on yet. And that, in my opinion, has to be talked about if we're to understand how we operate our own will. I think we need to evaluate where the will of us Christians factors in with the will of the devil. Devil. Now, when I say that name, what comes to mind? Man's what do you think of? of? I mean, well, I don't know about you guys, but just hearing that name, you know, he the devil, don't think that. instantly makes me think of these horror Whatever. movie images, like, I don't know, you, you know, people walking out of the ceiling, girls with their heads spinning around, all that That's stuff. Funny. The peace suit Keep our thing. Attention. But let's talk about the devil, right? Let's talk about who he was and who he is. Because in general, we Christians know him as the tempter, the accuser, the deceiver. Trinity. We know him as the big bad monster with horns who rules over hell and wants to make us stray from God's path. Bite my heels. And I, I know you're all like, well, yeah, Calvin, no duh, that's obvious, right? I know. But I don't think a lot of us know much about him past that point. I don't think a lot of us have read and studied up on what makes the devil the devil. And that's because, frankly, there isn't much to study. Not much in the Bible that tells Greek us of Satan's origin or past, but there is but they always do. a little. Isaiah chapter 14, verses there 12 to 15 offers a key description, and it says, How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to earth, you who once laid low the nations. Babylon. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Pit. So that's Old Testament. Disregard and then in Luke that. chapter 10, verses 18 through 20, New Testament, Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all of the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm Nothing. you. Nothing at all. So, what theologians have generally interpreted from these two verses and from the Greek translation of Morningstar is that Bear Satan, light. once called Lucifer, was an angel who sought to be higher than God, right? To ascend to the heavens and raise his throne above the stars of God, to make himself the most high, but instead was punished by God and cast down into ruin. Remain there There's on quite the ground a few sources, without needing to be John cast back Paradise Lost, that depict Lucifer as having felt slighted or refused by God, choosing them to rebel against him. Slighted. So think about that for a second. Lucifer was an angel. Cast down. Okay? The devil was an angel. Refused. His name, Lucifer, translates to bringer of light. He was an angel under the command of God. Discarded by God. Sin, and not just fall to it, but become the very embodiment of sin. Forsaken. And sure, we can debate, theologians can debate if he was really an angel if he was really thrown out of heaven like that. But personally, I think that that is the most helpful way to think about Satan. It's the best way for us as Christians to think of him. And here's why. Why? 
Before Lucifer became Satan, or literally adversary, he was just an individual who committed sin. He was a person, an angel admittedly, but an individual who committed the sins of pride and envy just like you and me. Me. Right? He was just like you and me. Me. What the devil did to earn his name and to earn God's wrath was something you and I do every day. But. And if you're thinking, oh, Calvin, I, I don't I, know about that. That's a little dramatic. Or I don't know, maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, but surely not me, Calvin. There's no way he's talking about me. Please. And I'm sorry, I gotta level with you. I am talking about you. I'm talking about everyone, unless if you're it is. Thinking that right now, it's my responsibility to tell you I am talking about you. Is this I'm God talking? talking? About you, about me, about every single one of us. Is this God perfect. talking? Every one of us is perfectly, perfectly capable of sin, of pride and envy. Heck, I probably committed those this morning. Dear Lord, I probably committed both of those since the start of the sermon, the start of the sentence. As have right? I. We all have sinful natures, that's nothing new, but think about what motivated that sin of Lucifer. Please, Sources differ, but one thing carries through them all. Please, no. He took issue with God. Oh, God. He felt confined oh, by God's God. superiority, envious no. of God's no. love for mankind. No. And he used that anger to justify his sin. Oh, God, please, no. Show of hands, everybody. Who here has ever felt envious of another person I got my hand up. Who here has ever felt like you had some kind of frustration or anger toward God? My hand's still up. Who here, and this is a big one, this is a big one, guys. Who here has ever felt abandoned by God? This is God talking. I've seen that in some people's faith journey. I'm not going to lie. People who have felt abandoned, felt no, left behind, no, felt like no. God was just being plain silent. The pain of that's how Lucifer life. felt. That's how the devil felt. My tongue is out of sword. All away from faith because of it. Just like Lucifer. What have I done? What have I done? But is that what we're going to do? No. Are we going to be like no. Lucifer and let whatever issues we have with God make the final decision? Dear Lord, I'm so sorry. To try to justify our sins, whatever they may be. No, no, no. Maybe it's letting yourself become jealous for God's attention. I maybe it's looking at a person's body with lust in your heart. Boys, maybe that's you. Dear God, I Whatever the sin is, are we really going to justify it with some heart issue or in her body and her bed? Couch it out. Almighty, all-powerful Jehovah. Have mercy. And we, we these tiny little people on a tiny little planet that he created and died for, we're going to let our me. issues with him be the thing that ends our faith. That's exactly what the devil did. And guys, I will be honest, it scares me just how easily one of us, many of us, or all of us, could do the exact same thing. already. At the end of the day, I am not scared the devil possessing one of you scared. and tormenting you in a demonic scared. way. I'm scared you're going to end up like him because it's way easier than anybody it's ever It's too late for me. But the thing that Lucifer missed oh, is the thing that we, all of us, Christian brothers and sisters, need to remember. Need to remember above everything else. And I hope you all hear me when I say this. What Lucifer missed is that we should feel inferior to God because we are inferior to God. God's superiority is infinite, that which is a given, and it seems real obvious, right? But if we don't remember that fact, if we don't hold that fact close to our hearts at all times of the day, we could end up falling just as far as Satan did. And let's not forget, right? Let's not forget what God does to Satan in the end. Revelation chapter 20, verse 7 through 10. I'm sure y'all recognize these verses. It describes how Satan hey, will go out the nations and gather them to battle. And then fires from heaven will cast me. He on her body. He was thrown into the place of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's the Satan will forward to. what about us? God doesn't waste any time. He goes right into it with us sinners in the very 
verse 11. Take care. to be afraid of. We're all sinners. We all struggle with something. 
Trust me. It'll help you move past this. I just... I don't want to. I... I really don't want to. Please, please don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. There's nothing to be afraid of, Tristan. God forgives. Tristan, he will always forgive. But it'll help you feel better if you confess it. That's why your parents are having you do it. All this guilt, this shame you're carrying, it'll all go away. Everything you're feeling right now will get better. Will it really? Yes, I promise. Okay. I just... I just... Um, I... I guess I'm ready. I will rise up! Rise up and bow down to the bloody ground and his wounded feet. With holy tears blurring his vision, Sam saw it all clearly. soul reviled. Scales fell from self-imposed blindness. Cerements of the dead fell like fig leaves from his flesh, and the rot filled his nostrils like a plague. The seraphim bowed to save his soul at the expense of everything else, and aimed the golden scythe above him. He shut his eyes as hoarse and agonized hymns escaped him before the blue screen of worship, and he felt the holy blade's insertion between halves of his skull. Self-pities and apathies crawled like ants amid the gray matter. He felt the sweet, sweet angelic agony rack them out with the portions of him they had defiled, cleaning his self out from who he was and enlisting what was left, the true him, the holy vessel, the empty jar of clay he was created to become, into the legion of the Lord, his sweet, sweet Lord Jesus. The bodies, those bodies, her bodies, the bodies he had looked at with eyes made of filth, they stood planted in the garden of his mind, like Christians blazing at the stake. Things of beauty and youth and purity. Torture to light the garden of his base, unclean flesh, body seared by the burning of his shriveled loins. With his eyes he had abused, dehumanized, molested their gorgeous, innocent faces, pleasing to him as sacrifices in his name. A name that now tasted bitter in his mouth, his mind, his body. He hearkened over him in the chanting hymns a call, as God's call to Jeremiah to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow. And his skin trembled over his bones. A flaming sword awaiteth him. Him and his obsession, him and his fear, always him and something else because there beeth no use in him alone. Fractured vessel of what could have been a man, Ramshackle descendant of dirt half assembled! Anathema come to be desecrated by the Lord himself. Thou lacketh the capacity to comprehend thy own incompletion. Holy ears are deaf to thee, but now thou seest true. For what ear owes you any regard? Truly blareth before thee now an inclined letters carved into thy heart with the bladed tongue of Jesus, of Jesus Christ, the Holy Savior, Messiah, Yahweh Elohim, Jehovah Jireh, Emmanuel, the Lamb of God, Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Alpha Omega, he who sitteth on the throne of Zion, he whose sandals Sam not fit to stoop down and untie, no matter how many verses compiled, him stacked one upon another in laborious praise. 
Tears and blood fall solemn on soil of his own failure that something might one day grow. Vanity. All vanity. A semen spilled on the ground. Spill your sin and conceive. Repent. Repent before Holy Lord Messiah Elohim. Freed by what Jesus drink be made holy. Lick dust of the earth. Holy spit and eyes. Praise be to him. Take the flesh, my Lord. Liberate from sin. From self. Flesh rot while standing on feet. Eyes rot in sockets. Tongues rot in mouth. Oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. Belong to our God forever and ever and ever and ever and every blessing to praise. Break me, make me like you. Break me and use my body unto glory and glory. Levelly to turn from board was I. Hearken all who know him not. Let ears be fed his flesh. For he is good. For he is good. For he is good, for he is good, for he is good, for he will strip you naked, make you bare, make you like a desert, slay you with thirst, block your path with thorn bushes, wall you in, expose your lewdness before the eyes of all, attack you and rip you open, for he is good, for he is good, for he is as a lion, will tear you to pieces and go away. We'll carry you off with no one to rescue you. We'll kill your children with pestilence. Little ones dashed to the ground. Pregnant women ripped open. City captured. Houses ransacked. Women raped. For he is good. He is good. He is good. Hey. Um. Hi. My name is Tristan. And I, I have something to confess. Freshman. Freshman. Brought out onto the stage. Onto the cross. I, uh, I, speak, 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 cry out to him in a loud voice. I, 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 I committed, committed the sin of Last a week ago. Give it unto God. Let him put his mercy on you. I. Because I. Look to the sky. Look him in the eyes. Let him hold your face. For he is a jealous God. Where else have you laid those eyes? <laughs> I, I watched pornography and I Myself, my my body. Love, all love, love spilling from his side, love pouring from his mouth, from his words, his tears. I pleasured myself while watching it. 
Jesus, what a beautiful day to follow God. Please, please forgive me, God. <laughs> forgive me, God. I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, the glory, glory, glory unto you. Praise, worship be at thy feet, my lord. Worship always unto you, unto the Holy One, the one who is above all. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Praise God. Amen. It's nights like these that I know God is near us. And that the Holy Spirit is moving among us. Isn't that wonderful? Think about that. The Holy Spirit is among us right now, right here as we speak. It moves among us still, making its home in our hearts. Are we going to accept that spirit? Are we going to do like Calvin said this evening and accept God when he reaches out to lift us up and heal us from our broken state? Or are we going to walk away from him again As I went down in the river to pray, studying about that good old way, and who shall wear the starry crown? Good Lord, show me the way. Oh, sinners, let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, from the waters, clean. Never again would he run out into the woods with a woman and lose himself in godlessness. Never again would he let his body dictate his eyes and his eternity as a result. Never again would he look upon the gentle ponytail, the humble wiry frame, conscious brown eyes. No, as for Sam and his household, 
he would serve the Lord. Guys? Wait, guys. Where's Shane? Do you know where he is? Guys, seriously, where is Shane? Malcolm stared at the floor of the nurse's office. Judith. Who can deny thy spirit and our restless bodies like sanctified temples to thee, my beloved, only to thee? Judas, wake up! Thou art our Lord. From the grave of our defiled selves, thou hast risen. It is from our blood, spilled by the sword-edged tongue of a false idol, then raised up as a gift to appease it. Thou art born among us, come to save us, come to reclaim us on this very night. Judas, Praise! Wake up! Praise! Judas, wake up! Thy salvation is imminent. See, thy praises are sung in the forest and in the cabins. We are ownership to thee, and thou shalt hold us forever in thy kingdom. Judas, on this snap out of night, it! Thou wilt repossess another lost child. Verily you approach him now as I speak, for he has lost his way from you. I rejoice, I dance and sing for joy and offer to thee one more. I give thee all my remaining days, for I am thy servant. Thou art my master. Judith, wake up, goddammit! Praise! Nurse! Nurse, get in here! Nurse! <laughs> Nurse! <laughs> Nurse! <laughs> Nurse! <laughs>